The Perth Football Podcast is proudly brought to you by Macron Store Perth, an industry leader in quality teamwear specialising in grassroots, semi-pro and professional team attire. Visit the Macron Sports Hub Perth Facebook page for more. Thank you to Macron for helping us keep the pod running and for their continuous involvement in community sport. Again, lovely listeners, back at you with another night series pre-season special, the Perth Football Podcast. Sean Fryer, your host, alongside the uh, effervescent Kalichi Osunwa. How are you, Kalichi? Sean, I am terrific, but I don't know what effervescent means, so can you tell uh, me? Effervescent is like, it's like evanescence, bubbly and like bright, and not like evanescence at all. No, all that, and yeah, I wouldn't say their music was very effervescent. It was a bit too dark. For, great, uh, great one song, though. Uh, yeah, that one with the... <laughs> That one. Yeah, bring me to um, So, the reason we're talking about this and not about the football, Kalichi, uh, this hasn't. <laughs> we are down at Alfred Skeet Reserve. Um, in the middle of the game. In the middle the of the game because we thought uh, we might as well start it now. Like we, at halftime, it became very evident that this was not going to be one to watch. Um, and nothing against Almadale, nothing against Red Star. Those are the two teams doing battle. The home side being Perth Red Star. Little quirk you noticed in the uh, fixture and uh, yeah. with the uniforms. The home side is Perth Red Star and they are in of course red as the Red Stars are um, but the Armadale are in the away kit but the game is at Alfred Skate Reserve and I was thinking why are Armadale not in red and black but just a hosting venue not doing its uh, usual yeah job here being the home of, uh, of Armadale anyway the score is Armadale 1 Perth Red Star 2 and that is how I Expected to finish at halftime. Um, is it still 2-1? It is still 2-1. Uh, so I was going to say, I better get that right because I haven't actually been paying that much attention. Um, we main were, reason, we were talking about taxes earlier. Yeah, it, 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 much, it got much that bad. Uh, the, the main reason for that is, Kalichi, it, this game almost didn't kick off because uh, they were waiting for it to get down to 36 degrees before they were legally allowed to uh, kick off, which thankfully it finally did just after 7.30. Um, but not so lucky on a couple of other games. Uh, I know Wanneroo's game got called off. Uh, um, Kingsley or Kingsley. Kingsley and I think Curtin. Curtin, yeah, all the Kurtz. Uh, but, yeah. Maybe this one shouldn't have kicked off either. But uh, it was it was fine in the first half. There was a bit going on, and then Amira Jan um, uh, <laughs> got his marching orders at at uh, I think it was one one at the time. Um, it, it was one one. Um, Red Star immediately punished them with the go ahead goal and some striker called Darren Nichol. Yeah, and then ten uh, with with ten men in in thirty six degree heat at eight thirty p.m. Uh, they just they just don't look interested, and I can't blame them. I, I wouldn't be to that be, interested. To be fair, if we were to talk about the football, uh, Alan Vernals had made a couple changes and he's changed the shape, and it's, they've kind of contained um, Red Star. But at the same time, it's very hard for us to breathe while we talk yeah. <laughs> to this microphone. So I don't know how hard it is to breathe for the players while they run at 30 kilometres an hour. Yeah. Uh, goal of the night. Cracking finish from Peter Jacobs. Yes. I was saying he's uh, 
needing to take that big step up this season. Yeah, got him behind uh, the Red Star defence and Blair Govan couldn't go with him. And yeah, great left-footed finish behind uh, an ex-pro goalkeeper as well, as, as you mentioned. So yeah, good signs from him, um, but not much really else to see from Armadale in the second half. Uh, it's obviously always great to see Robbie Redstar as he's there snapping some uh, photos of us. Not, not the second stalker we've got apparently second, tonight. Second stalker. All these people with their long lenses. You. Yeah, we've been told they're yeah, yeah, multi-angles. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, look, uh, there's not, not really too much more let's, to let's say actually, on this let's one. Let's do talk um, a bit about it, the football. In, in terms of uh, the game, we will obviously let you know if uh, there are more goals that flow in, but the first half is really all there was to talk about because until the red card, there was some semblance of a game. It was really after that that uh, it, it killed it as a contest. Um, <laughs> I say that with 20 minutes to go and it's one goal in it. But um, you got uh, the coach's reaction to the uh, sending off. Did he agree or disagree with the uh, the call? Yeah, it was really interesting. We, we went to... so. Just out of nowhere, um, referee Matt Southern, again, very experienced, been here, done that. He's been doing it for as long as we've been commentating and yeah. writing reports. And all we see is just this flabbergasted look on his face. He flashes a red card and Amir Ajahn is walking off the pitch and we're going, we've got no idea what's happened. So Yeah, bodies in the way, we yeah, couldn't see it. We, 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 we did the absolute uh, arse and finger. Um, and as we, as we, as it's half time and we're walking off the pitch and players are walking off the pitch, we go to one of the um, Armadale officials and we're like, mate, what happened? And he goes, he just booted him. <laughs> he just came <laughs> from behind and booted him. He just punted him. <laughs> it was like the most, yeah. the most matter of fact. Yeah, he should have been sent off. I'm, I'm so disgusted and disappointed with what he had done. So, so no arguments from the Armadale side from the sending off, but take you back before the sending off so in that opening half an hour which is probably the only thing that uh, I'm really looking at to draw any conclusions from what, what did you see from these two sides well I was there was a couple things to kind of look at as Red Star tried to make a, another like surge into the box with Gomu Dukuli and uh, Daryl Nickel that turns to nothing but the, the interesting thing from it was Red Star didn't quite look so good in terms of like building up play Armadale did a really good job of of making sure that it was a disruptive game and, and for large parts Armadale had a lot more better quote-unquote control but the thing that you pointed out Sean was yeah but Red Star have had two shots scored two goals and one of them was called back for offside and the goal that they scored was a big time counter-attack with a rapid reaction from um, Liam Reddy that ended up getting um, Andrew Palmer his first goal for the Red Star and then the second goal they scored was off a counter-attack from an Armadale corner that Joel Aze tapped in but was flagged for offside. And then, uh, and then Armadale went on the other pitch and scored. Yeah, and then uh, obviously, as we said, after the red card, Red Star scoring immediately, sort of putting that to bed. So the timing of that was really what, um, yeah, put paid to there being too much entertainment. No, and I'm still, this is probably one of these games where, you know, something might happen in the last 10 minutes because of the nature of just how hot it is. It is pre-season. No one wants to be uh, doing themselves too much damage out there on a uh, balmy Sunday evening in Armadale. But... Uh, I think Armadale probably after that red card, even after the goal, are probably thinking oh, we can still sort of sit, soak it up, and maybe they'll have a couple of pops in the last five minutes to try and throw something up there. But um, it, it is a big game for Red Star. Puts them through uh, if scores remain as they are, and if they don't, there's just going to be a fantastic twist in the podcast. But 
looks like they will join Bayswater, I believe it is, uh, top of the other table in the other group. And Yep, and they play Olympic Kingsway next weekend, and Kingsway are playing um, Balcata, and if they win that game against Balcata, then it's basically a dead rubber between the two sides. Of course, their game was uh, abandoned due to a shock injury um, to yeah, and a cu- Yeah, a couple of sh- quick shout-outs, of course, um, his club. Olympic Kingsway uh, sorry, and Balcata. Kingsway and Balcata. Balcata, I meant, sorry. Balcata put up a, a nice post. Um, Kingsway as well. The uh, injury to Hudson was, was awful. We've, look, we've seen x-rays and it's uh, a proper tibia-fibia double snap. Uh, and, yeah, all we can do is say thoughts are with you and, and yeah, and that's... as clean as possible and uh, don't let mm, damage. Yeah, and it's, uh, that's, a, that's a horrible thing just, just for life to be walking around with only the ability of one leg. Um, so, yeah, hope he, hope he gets back up and running and to be able to see him out on a football pitch uh, later at the end of the season or next season. Yeah, fingers crossed. Um, obviously, a uh, bit of a shout-out as well to Bryce Bafford, who is currently overseas. Uh, his grandfather passed away recently. His wife's not here um, playing today, so thoughts are with him as well. So um, yeah, the entire Bafford family. Ab- absolutely, yeah. So uh, just wanted to get those in. Um, anything else happen across the, the weekend of football, Kalicha, that you wanted to, to mention? you got the, the other scores uh, for us to go through. Yeah, we'll go real quickly through some of the scores that happened um, for this round. Fremantle City are on a charge, Shaunton. Oli Legali and Robert Petkov. We've been talking about how much just having a strike force is going to be really handy for them. And that Maddie Sparrow side have kind of changed the way that they've played from just being a ball-dominant and direct side to a counter-attacking and direct side. And with big Robert Petkov and big Oli Legali playing up front, they're causing damage. And Florian? Did he uh, celebrate against his old side? I don't know. I, I hope so. I hope you did, Robbie. Uh, I hope you did. We couldn't have seen we'll the try footage. and find out for you. Um, but it does leave Florey at bottom of the group. Which is uh, where they spent a lot of time last season um, until you know, late dramatics kept them in the league. Uh, looks like it's going to be another tough one for them. It does, but also it's pre-season, so we're going to caveat that with saying it's pre-season. Absolutely. Anything could happen. Uh, we also had uh, the classic Perth Glory uh, youth side. <laughs> you, you've been telling me all pre-season that they're working on more controlling games. <laughs> yes. you, you're expecting more realistic score lines, less of the uh, chaos. Um, so the score, of course, was Perth Soccer Club 3, uh, Glory Youth uh, 4. So another Seven goal thriller. The Glory Boys getting up uh, with the odd goal in seven. the chaos is still there, I think it's fair to say. We did, didn't see any of this game, but um, yeah, what, what, what are you taking away from this? Oh, I'm sure, and I'm absolutely loving this. They scored after two, after four minutes and then went into halftime 2-2. Perth went up 3-2 at 50 minutes and then two late goals. And Mark, La, La, Matiang and had they, a red card as and well. And they did it with 10 <laughs> players. My goodness. Uh, all the chaos is still there, that's I, for sure. Rahamim. I suppose the shocking getting thing the late is, winner. The shocking thing there is Perth has been that side that we're all about the control. Perth have been the side who are all about the control. They've been unlucky in a few games where they've conceded last minute more than anything else. And Joel Kianese is about to score, and he does. Kianese hey, and Daryl they combine with a lovely little counter-attack, and he ends up with a little bit of space, and he tucked it away. We told him this game was over, didn't we? We did. We called it. Uh, 
it is now 3-1 Red Star and yeah I think that uh, puts paid any thought of an Armadale comeback and we'll leave Perth Red Star four, uh, five points clear on top uh, after four games after having played for Kingsway with a game in hand um, but Armadale will now be seven points uh, off Perth Red Star which means they cannot overhaul that in a game or two games to play so Red Star will be through uh, I think we said Bayswater Kingsway will, will have to wait on their game but it looks like they will be second place finishers I think uh, and the Sterling Bayswater was the, actually the other score uh, from Friday night that was a 2-2 Bayswater against Sterling and it's a late Calvin, Calvin Whitney getting the late yeah. Uh, and yeah big result in terms of the table for them uh, keeps Bayswater three points clear of Sterling so still a bit to play for in that group if I'm reading things correctly they have one game left uh, Fremantle will need at least a point uh, if Sterling win so perhaps Sterling or Fremantle uh, going through, although Bayswater is still only three points up as well, so I don't know how it works with goal difference or uh, match-ups in the well, Bayswater and night series. Other, Shorten. In the last round. Oh, perfect. Well, there you go. So Bayswater with the chance. Uh, they've got their own destiny in their hands. A point will be enough for them. Uh, and if they win, then it will give Sterling a chance to leapfrog Fremantle there. So keep your eyes on that in Group B. But it's going to be an exciting final four if it's looking like Bayswater, Sterling, Red Star and maybe uh, Olympic Kingsway. That's uh, going to be a great little top four to, to start us off this season. Um, before we come back with any final thoughts and things for the end of this night series, uh, you failed to get in a little interview we did with Sorrento last week. We did. So, so we, we're going to chuck, chuck that one in here. We'll chuck that in right now. Now. We'll do it now. Carter here, special guest uh, interviewer for the Perth Football Gap podcast. I'm here with Man of Match uh, and assist maker Andrew Maranta after his side won 3 0 versus Mon FC. First of all, mate, it's good to see you run out 90 minutes, you know, not seeing that for a while, <laughs> so well done there. Great assist for the goal. Um, can you give me your view on the game, please? Yeah, it was a Hot game, of course, like every other game today. But um, no, they were they were good. We obviously went into half time nil nil. They defended really well. I thought we um, had most of the ball, controlled most of the game, just lacked kind of composure, I guess, in the final third. Um, and then come out second half, we just kind of took it up to the next level and just tried to put everything we've been training, trying to do. After that, but no, I think it was a good. Good game, um, fairly controlled by us, like I said, but no good hit up. Yeah, definitely. I, I kind of feel as though you guys had around, probably around about 80% possession in that game. Uh, you and Kilkenny, obviously, um, are pretty much a dream in that midfield. Every time you was on the ball, either one of you looked for each other. Um, it must be nice to play with someone of his standard, you know. Is, are you learning from him or are you just listening to what he says and you, you just do as he pleases? Oh, he's, I'm like the assistant to the boss, really. Um, Killer's brilliant. He... He knows his stuff, as you can tell by his career. Um, so just learn as much as I can off him, listen to him when I can. I try to tell him to do some, what to do sometimes, but I end up doing what he wants. Um, 
But no, he's good. He's great. He controls the game really well and just lets me kind of have a bit more freedom, I feel, so I can do do what I um, like to do. But no, he's brilliant to play with, learn so much. And yeah, like you said, just a lot of times I get on the ball, it's where's Kilkenny because he makes things happen. That's good. Yeah, he certainly does. He settled the first goal and it's obviously nice to see uh, two central midfielders get a couple of assists there. Um, you're obviously one of the big signings this year, but another one of there was Hamza. Uh, can you tell him from me? I'm very disappointed I didn't see his checklist out there tonight. <laughs> he was a bit... Um, he was out of the game for most of it and I saw that he drifted in and he's got his goal uh, he's always going to pop up with goals uh, in there but um, from your point of view you do you feel as though you've got goals coming from everywhere or is it going to be certain people throughout the year? No, I think, we've, I think we're a team where we've got goals in a lot of different areas on the pitch um, but it's just kind of I know like Hamza for instance like he's, he's brilliant he's going to score heaps of goals I feel like he's just getting into sending into a new team um, for himself and like you said he, he didn't wasn't on the ball much today but still scored a goal so if if you can do that every game will be buzzing but um, yeah no I think definitely going forward the front three especially with the number 10 are going to score a lot of goals but yeah I do believe we've got goals all around yeah definitely I agree and not only that your defence was immense today everything that went long um, they controlled it was on the floor they tried to play football and it was great to see uh, Mum FC obviously will be disappointed with the de- defeat but they're obviously going to be a team that's going to be up there this year what are your thoughts on how they played? I thought they were good um, they were really good I thought they defended really well um, it was just the fact that like you said I think we had about 80% possession um, but when they did when they did attack they did cause us some problems but like you said the boys at the back handled it really well um, playing football so no, they were they were good and took us to midway through the second half to get at least one on the board but I think we could have had at least three or four before that so they defended really well and almost got us a few times on the counter so solid team and I think they'll do well this year yeah I agree well well done on the win well done on the assist and well done on the man of the match don't go celebrate too much as always it's great to see you mate Uh, I think you played tremendous today so I'm very proud of you and yeah good luck for the season cheers Nick That's it. Final whistle. Big Final chef. whistle, Kalichi. It's just gone while you were listening to that. Well, not while you were listening to that, wherever you I was, are. I was that's not how this, this works. But, uh, but yeah, Kalichi's starting fights with uh, young, fo- young, talented footballers in the stands. Before we that, we just wanted to say a big thank you to Nick Carter for helping us. <laughs> Absolutely. Sure. Thank you, Nick. Uh, it is full time here. It is 3-1, the final score. Red Star, Armadale. Uh, as we said, not much to take out of this one. First half red card, Amira Jan killed this one as a contest with a game in the mid-30s uh, in terms of temperature. So I was I was stoked to see Pete Yorkobs again get on the score sheet. He with, and it was a cracking finish as well. An absolute belter across yeah. the goalkeeper. So, yeah, good sides for him. I think that's what Armadale will look at that as. You know, it's not really a missed opportunity. It was one of those where you don't want your players going out there and giving 110% in this kind of heat and, and getting injured. Yeah. Uh, just, just, especially after someone just came up from the back and booted. No, absolutely. absolutely. So I think, I think Amir might be in a little bit of trouble with the coaching staff. They won't be too happy with him um, for that because it, it's not just a little petulant kick out. It, it really ruins a whole week of preparation for your team. And uh, because in this situation, 
having to play for an 60 minutes or however long it was with 10 men in this heat against a Red Star side that are happy to just sit back and counter-attack you, what can you learn from that? that and, that's the disappointing thing, and, I think. And I think he'd be disappointed in himself because he had a pretty decent game until then and that goal that Jorkov scores comes off a one-time uh, pass and behind from Amir Ajian as well and he had some pretty good form. I think he scored a couple goals earlier in the competition as well. Alright, so before we go, we also have another insert to have. Uh, I was down at Woodville Reserve for a little bit of Amateur Hour special. Oh, fantastic. Oh, the Amateur, amateur Hour's hour. back. What we want to do this season, ladies and gentlemen, is we want to spend a little bit more time on the State League and in the Amateur League. Um, so we came out there and we saw North Perth play Olympic Kingsway and we've got interviews with both coaches, Jason Stern and Chris Holland and you can hear that right. Amateur hour starting now. <laughs> Perth Football Podcast. Amateur hour special here at Woodville Reserve. I'm Cleisha Osula. Joining me, we've talked about him for quite a while. We've name-dropped him, but we thought, you know what, we'll actually get him on. We've just finished a pre-season game. Um, the scores don't matter, but I've got Jason Stone from Kingsway. Jason, it's bloody hot, isn't it? It's very warm, mate, especially for someone in my... It's <laughs> <laughs> very warm. And, um... Obviously, look, it's, I don't. Is it your first preseason game? Or yes, you, our first hit up. Yeah. Tell me, tell me about the uh, about the lads and, and and kind of how it's how it's shaping up to be another a big time season for yourselves as you guys look to go into the Premier League. Yeah, so it's been a good preseason so far. We've got we've got very big numbers this year, so we've taken on our, our socials group as well in in our in our amateur structure. So um, we've got big numbers. So today was an opportunity to have a look at it at at probably 30, 40 lads um, who some we haven't seen before, and some are lads who have come back fresh off the cap. So it's been it's been a good look at that. And it looked really good. I, uh, I I came in. I got the times wrong because I think they changed the kickoff times to deal with the heat. But there was some really composed bit of play there, where you were bringing the ball all the way to the left, all the way to the right, and trying to find his penetrative passes. So, what was the first thing that you kind of told the boys that you wanted to see today? Um, well, obviously with the heat, we wanted to make sure. Obviously, everyone's excited. It's their first preseason game, so obviously with the heat, we wanted to work on tempo and get the ball down and play as much as we can. Try and work on some new combinations and the like with obviously a, a, a large group of new guys. So um, it was a bit patchy at points, but obviously first game of pre-season, we're pretty happy with how we went. Too easy. And look, obviously we talk about the pod being a vessel for community, um, vessel for friendship, and then vessel for a whole lot of things in terms of just making sure people's minds are right. And you guys have a charity match that's happening. Can you tell the people about it and how they can um, get involved? Yeah, so um, the last couple of years, um, uh, the Balladura, Balladura boys have had the Ian Dennis charity match um, for a number of years. Um, a couple of years ago when we, we had our captain going through a similar leukaemia battle, um, they generously donated all the funds to his family. So we've, we've got behind it and support it every year. Um, this year it's the inaugural um, where every time we play Balladura going forward we always play them in pre-season so before the Ian Dennis charity match which is all the friends and a bit of a social aspect and it's a really good carnival down at Balladura um, we've, we've introduced um, the Pete Jarvie Cup which is going to be a, a, a trophy that we play um, against Balladura we've gotten twice in the league this year and obviously once in pre-season so it'll be something to keep the memory of Pete alive um, and our boys are really passionate about it and shout out to Shrek and all the Balladura boys who have really supported it and got behind it and they're more than happy to support us well look that's terrific mate thank you so much for your time good to see you um 
Do you have anything to say to a, another podcast member of our, of our of our esteemed team who um, may or may not have said some negative things about a certain midfielder who you have deemed the best in the league? Well, Giants had a bit of a pop at Kingsway multiple times. Us were celebrating. I think there was a there was a thing with with Ross trying to get him to say something, and now and now Tyler, I think he might have a bit of a vendetta here. So I hope you're well, Josh. Um, hope to see you around the grounds, mate. <laughs> All the best, Josh. Sturdy, thank you so much, mate. You take care. Well, I'll see you soon as well. Cheers, girl. Thanks, mate. Last game that we've actually had fucking people. All right, Perth Football Podcast continuing on our Amateur Hour special down here at Woodville Reserve. We've just seen North Perth play um, Olympic Kingsway in the Amateur Leagues, and I'm joined by the new North Perth head coach, Chris Holland. Chris, a bit of a transition from, from me and from you, me playing alongside you last year to me interviewing you and you from playing to now being the coach. So what's that transition been like for yourself, mate? It's like we planned it, mate, isn't it? It's like we planned it. Nah, really good, really good. Um, I'm getting my teeth into it now. It's only been four weeks and slowly but surely I'm seeing uh, things changing. Uh, it's a different buzz from playing football, but I'm really enjoying it. And um, had a positive result this week compared to the result that happened last week. Um, so what was the kind of message coming and again, it is pre-season. You're probably having scores of players coming in and out and some players maybe walking in from nights out in Northbridge to then join the field. So what was the message this week as you had training but also in the game as well? Me as well. Um, yeah, the big difference, I guess, last week we missed seven players. Uh, we were we were late on numbers. Uh, it was a learning curve, but I'd rather lose heavily in the second game of pre-season than during the season. So this week the, the big message was positivity, um, keep possession of the ball, have a bit of confidence, man, back yourself and clean sheet. That was the main thing that we wanted to focus on today, clean sheet, which we achieved. Yeah, and you, you absolutely got that. You had a little bit more control and play in there. Some interesting players that are, that are, that are back in there, seeing um, Oscar Kelly back in the fold, seeing um, Scott Blackmore in there. It felt like Dad's army for a little bit, but you can't say you can't put a price on quality. The, the last thing I did want to say is you had an interesting shape, um, three at the back, but also you made references to it at the start of the season about the attacking football that you were going to play. So what, what what is this attacking style of football and what's the kind of aim and goal for the season for North Perth? Because it's one of those years where, like any year in North Perth, there's been a lot of transition. It has, man. Um, yeah, we want to score more goals than the other team. I'm not overly uh, fussed about how many goals we're going to concede. I don't want to be defensive. I want to play on the front foot. But after the last two weeks, mate, the main goal today was just clean sheet. It's hard so, to score nine, mate. Yeah, it is very. It is very. So, um, yeah, today was all about clean sheet. But as you see from next week, it's going to be a lot more attacking, fast-paced, high pressure and lots of goals, man. Well, look, I'm backing you. All the best and good luck. And, of course, I'm going to be biased to make sure that North Perth do very well and had an extra start to it. So all the best and take care and speak to you soon, of course. Thank you, Kalichi. See you, mate. And that was Amateur Hour. I'm too professional for Amateur Hour, so I have to leave that in, in your guys' hands. But you do a, a wonderful job. Um, thank you to both coaches. Uh, and, yeah, as we say, going to be looking forward to getting, uh, not myself, but some of our <laughs> some of our peons around the grounds. Some of um, the rookies. I'm coming to Alfred Skeet. That's it, mate. But, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll blood some of the rookies and send them on the trips down to Bunbury or something to, to try and cover games. Um, as Sweet Caroline rings out around Alfred Skeet Reserve, uh, the final score here, Perth Red Star 3, Armadale Soccer Club 1.
There we go. Well, don't make them the bloody home team and confuse me like that, Kalichi. Uh, any more for any more? Any idea what? It would have just been edited smoothly, Sean. They'd have, they'd uh, have it, yeah, I'm sure you're going to take out all my mistakes, are you? Make me sound really good. Life. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, you would. You do not have that much time in your life to be removing all my mistakes, Kalichi. But it's been a pleasure. Um, hopefully, we get a better game of football next time. Uh, Amir, if you're listening, don't, don't do us dirty like that again, please. Amir, we love, we love, we love seeing you play. And I'm we sure. just want to watch you play. Yeah. Just don't kick people. Yeah, yeah, don't kick people. <laughs> all right, and that's yeah. That goes out to you as well, uh, dear listener. Don't kick people. Uh, take care of yourself. Guys. Exactly. <laughs> and uh, we'll be back soon with more on the Perth Football Podcast. Thanks, Kalichi.